0: Hi, I'm Pastor Nathan from River Rock Church in Belle Plaine, Minnesota. And in this installment of Walking Our Way Through the Bible, we come to Genesis chapter 5. For most people, Genesis chapter 5 is going to be a more confusing passage because it's a a genealogy. And the the ages of people in Genesis chapter 5 are much longer, the lifespans are much longer than what people live today. Now, there's many answers and theories and stuff about why the lifespans are so extended. And I'm not necessarily going to get into all of that right now, because the main thing I want to address is that when we're doing our Bible time, or when we're studying the scriptures, sometimes it's easy to skip over, or gloss over the genealogies. There's a lot of names, there's a lot of difficult names to pronounce, and it can be kind of confusing. And the purpose for the genealogies being in scripture is sometimes unclear. Now, When we look at Genesis chapter five, we're gonna first look at verses one through two and then move down to verse 21 through 24 and then we'll come back and talk about it. So in five verses one through two, it says, this is the document containing the family records of Adam. On the day that God created man, he made him in the likeness of God. He created them male and female. When they were created, he blessed them and called them mankind. One thing that's significant about the Bible is that when it talks about God's creation of man, it means man and woman, right? It's not that males were created on a higher level than females, but both male and female were created equally in the image of God. Both of them together make up mankind or make up humanity. And right from the beginning of Genesis, we see that God wants both male and female to work together to reflect his image and to impact the world for his purposes. Now, that's a theme that you'll see all throughout the Bible. You'll see it in in the account of Abraham, when God tells Abraham to listen to his wife, which would have been an unheard of command in the Middle East at that time. And you see it in the Gospels, when the Gospel authors regularly highlight women that Jesus spoke to and ministered to in the conversations that they had. But that's kind of a side note. When we move down to chapter 5, verse 21 through 24, it says, Enoch was 65 years old when he fathered Methuselah, and after he fathered Methuselah, Enoch walked with God 300 years and fathered other sons and daughters. So Enoch's life lasted 365 years. Enoch walked with God, and then he was not there because God took him. Now Enoch has been a focus from this genealogy for quite some time in church history. Part of that's because there's some apocryphal books called the Books of Enoch, which, while they're not scripture, they're very interesting to read, and they kind of give us a good idea of where different ideas about heaven and hell and angels and demons come into Christian thought. But here, what I want to highlight is that it says that uh, in verse 23, so uh, in verse 22, and after he fathered Methuselah, Enoch walked with God 300 years and fathered sons and daughters. And this is one of the things that the genealogies remind us of, because when we look at the Bible, it kind of skips around from different events in history. And it's easy to forget that between those events, there was people who lived and died. There was generations that came and went. There was people who lived whole lives, who struggled with their relationship with God and tried to understand him more throughout all that time. And when we look at our own lives, and we compare it to evangelists or theologians or people that we see doing quote-unquote amazing things for the kingdom, we can sometimes think that our impact is minimal or meaningless. But what we're reminded of when we see these genealogies is that God is not absent during the times that are not mentioned. Right? He is present throughout all of these generations, throughout all of these lives. And we're reminded of that when it says that Enoch walked with God. Now, it doesn't say what Enoch did or what he accomplished or if he did any writings or anything like that. The most important thing about Enoch's life is that he walked with God. And for each one of us, even when we go through the seemingly mundane routine of day-to-day life, the most important thing about our lives is that we're walking with God. And this can have an impact on the world that we could never imagine. You know, I doubt that Enoch, as he was living his life walking with God, thought that thousands of years later, we'd be reading about him in Genesis chapter 5, that we'd be encouraged by his life and his testimony, even though it's so short and it's the middle of so many other lives. So I hope that that encourages you, that it helps you understand Matthew 5 a little bit better. And I pray that in all things, God's name would be glorified and his will would be done. Thank you. Bye.